Six sentences is all we get in this week's gospel to open Lent for us. Six sentences. And there's a lot of story there. Mostly just the highlights, but so much to cover. Jesus is baptized in the Jordan, an act that is so revolutionary that the heavens tear apart. And with no time to waste, the Spirit drives Jesus away from people into the barrenness of the Judean desert. Anyone who's ever been there knows that the landscape is so severe, so dry, so hot, so plantless, that being driven into this wilderness is not something for the faint of heart. Yes, this is where Jesus is taken after he is baptized. He ends up in the vast expanse of desert, with no one around, with no food available, without shelter, without anything except his body and spirit, nature, and the presence of Almighty God. In just a few sentences, a stark contrast. And in some ways, our lives were driven in a direction we didn't really want to go about a year ago this time. The lives we were leading were changed. Some of us needed to isolate ourselves as severely as being driven out to a dry, plantless desert. Others needed to withdraw totally. Practically all of us, in some way, ended up in the wilderness. The scripture says that Jesus stayed in the wilderness for 40 days. Some of us have been in hours, almost a year. The church often uses this 40 days of Jesus in the desert as a way to talk about framing Lent, what it means, why we do it, how it might affect us. But I'm not convinced the traditional ways of viewing Lent are helpful to us this year at all. We need something else. The scripture says that Jesus was in the desert with wild beasts. What kind of beasts? Javelina? Maybe. Coyotes? Most likely. Probably a host of sand foxes, too. They're common in the Judean desert. Mark's gospel usually doesn't offer up something unless there is something there really important. Was Jesus in danger? Maybe. Did this mean Jesus was scared, isolated, and alone? Perhaps. We don't entirely know, but there is something in this to indicate that Jesus' experience in the desert was unpleasant. It was a time of challenge. It wasn't fun. Many of us can relate to that. We've seen dozen, dozens of friends get sick. We've lost many people whom we've deeply loved and our hearts still are hurting. We have friends who work in hospitality, for the airlines, in entertainment, and some of their careers have seen the bottom drop out of them. Yes, in the last 11 months, we too, like Jesus, have lived among the wild beasts of life. It has been scary. It has been lonely. It's been a time of challenge, and it has not been fun. But look what is on the flip side of the beast. Angels. Angels waited on Jesus through all of this ordeal. 
Now we often imagine angels as being these heavenly creatures with wings or maybe some type of spiritual message associated with them. But Mark's gospel uses angels pragmatically, uses angels sparingly, with very specific purposes in mind. Angels are messengers of God, and angels are always there to help. The usage of the word angeloi in Greek could be attributed to heavenly beings that might resemble people, as we hear about them in the Old Testament. But the Greek word angeloi in this context could also have meant that Jesus was surrounded by animals that could have brought him food. Think of it in this way. In the Exodus story, the people of Israel are in the desert wandering for 40 years. And when they run out of food, God sends manna to appear every morning on the ground or on plants. It's food that nourishes. It doesn't taste great, but it nourishes and is plentiful. In Mark's gospel, this description he uses of angels could mean that Jesus' source of nutrients and seeds and or honey and insects or some other type of nourishment could have been brought to him by earthly creatures, such as birds, that were messengers of God. They were, in every sense of the Greek word, angeloi. Now this obviously could be up for debate, but my point is that even when Jesus was most alone, most isolated, most afraid, and even when he was most in danger, there was an ever-present and ready help given to him. Every time. He might not have been comfortable. He might not have known everything that would happen next, but he knew that the love and the care of the Almighty was right there whenever he needed it. The story goes on to tell us that Jesus then goes to Galilee and from that time onwards proclaims, the kingdom of God has come near. The time of God's reign is now, and the awareness of human beings interacting with the divine are reconfigured, reimagined, reinvigorated, and restored right here, right now. And from there, Jesus' ministry of healing and teaching and preaching and loving everyone begins. Perhaps that's a message that this Lent invites us into. Yes, we've experienced the desert, the isolation, the fear, and even the wild beasts. Maybe it's time to look for angels, to look for the helpers in this world who will change everything in our society, to search for those who will shine light on those in darkness and rescue those who traverse even the valley of the shadow of death. We can do that. We can be on the lookout for angels. Even in the midst of wild beasts, the angels are waiting for us to help us with the things in life that God wants. The angels are all around and it's up for us, up to us, to look for them. And as we look for them in our communities, in our jobs, in online Zoom, and even when we're out hiking or exercising or being quiet and meditating, as we look for the angels in our community, we will begin to see glimpses of the kingdom of God, the healing balm of Jesus, curing the sick, 
feeding the hungry, teaching young children how to read, advocating for the health and well-being of the incarcerated, fighting racism wherever it exists, stopping human trafficking, and going to every single length possible so that each and every human being we encounter can be restored and fully participatory in society. We start seeing the reality of God acting in the world through the angels all around us. And then we want to be a part of it. We want to connect into God's deep well of love and draw down to receive an abundant portion of strength and courage to face the days ahead. We want to draw on the source of all life itself and invite the power of God to fill us with grace, to fill us with blessing, to fill us with love that we can't help but model exactly those words that Jesus said when he got to Galilee. The kingdom of God has come near to tap into that deep well of love that God offers each one of us as a limitless, abundant resource, and then take that love and go further to seek the kingdom of God that has come near because of Jesus that presence of God's beloved community all around us, that reality that God is alive, God is at work, and God invites us to be a part of God's work this day and every day. We have been in a desert. We've seen the wild beasts of chaos and fear and tragedy, but the angels are with us and Jesus is too. And so our quest for the kingdom of God isn't going to be stunted. Our quest isn't going to be, it's not going to stop. It's not going to end. It isn't going to be stunted, but rather it's going to expand. Expand until the whole world can see and know that the things which were cast down are now being raised up. And the things which had grown old are being made new. And that all things are being brought to their perfection by the one whom all things were made. Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the work of the church, this Lent, now more than ever. To raise up that which is cast down. To make new the things that have grown old to being a part of making the wrongs of this world right, and by being God's healer in a world that needs God's healing now more than ever. We might be in a desert right now, but we have angels waiting for us to attend to us, to guide us so that we can be thrust on the scenes of our very own Galilees, our very own communities, our very own particular places, our very own sites for our ministries. And we can lovingly and boldly proclaim the kingdom of God has come near. You are here. I am here. Jesus is here. And this Lent, we will see and hear and know that we get to play a part in the restoration of the entire created order. God's kingdom has come near. It's here right now. So take this time in Lent. Evaluate. Look for the angels. Reflect. And go with God to do the work that God gives you to do. You'll never be alone. You will always be loved. 
And the world, well, well, the world will be forever changed because of you. So get going and go look for angels. <laughs>